What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of 525 Sports. I'm your man, Ace Finch. We have, we are Cameron with today. Uh, he uh, is doing really important things, like, excuse me, like having his first child. So, he decided, because uh, they're getting ready for the baby, that... Uh, he was going to dip out this week. I fully understood. So you're stuck with me. If you listen to this show just for Cameron's sake, uh, you can you can leave now if you'd like. Uh, I don't encourage that, but you, you can. Um, let's start with this. Let's start with the, the biggest news of the sports week, probably Antonio Brown. Um, he was cut by the Raiders, and then he was... Uh, picked up a day later by the Patriots of all teams. And now, he, uh, and now he, uh, is possibly going to be put on the exempt list from the NFL because of some sexual assault allegations. Let's start with this, though. Right? If you're the, the Patriots... Uh, to me, you cut him at this point. Uh, he's not worth the headache. It may work out, but they're really good without him. They're probably the best team in the AFC without him. Uh, so, uh, is he worth it? You know, I don't know. Uh, did they, they, you know, when they had Randy Moss, it was kind of like a luxury thing too. Um, but Tom Brady had like the best season of his career with Randy Moss. So can you duplicate that? With Antonio Brown. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. They tried this for a hiccup with. Uh, with Chad Johnson. Let me look up. His. I'm pretty sure. He at some point. Was with the Patriots. For like a minute and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. He's current. Chad Johnson's currently a professional soccer player. Uh, in two, it says here in 2011 he was traded to the New England Patriots, who he played for in um, Super Bowl, whichever Super Bowl that was in 2012. He wasn't as productive as um, Randy Moss, though. So, because Randy Moss had his has had his the best year of his career with um, with New England. Ironically enough, coming from Oakland, which is where the comparisons come from, because you know, he, he sort of had his career left for dead, and then uh, came back. So, with, with, he had his career left for dead in Oakland, and then came back in New England and had a renaissance I don't know that A.B. can do that here. Uh, he's, one, he's not as talented as Randy Moss was. Two, he didn't have all the offseason to get ready for everything like Randy Moss did. He was there for OTAs. He was there for uh, minicamp, all those sorts of things. He was there for training camp. And so, you know, when you factor that in, that matters. You know, you can get the offense down. You can understand things a little bit better. And, and... AB doesn't have that. He was he was placed there, you know, uh, days before their first game. So 
can he be uh, that guy? I think in time he could be uh, if he's allowed to play. But like I said, if I'm Bill Belichick, I cut the cord because, you know, it's just it's just not worth it. I don't know what else to say, really. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's going to last very much longer. And the other thing about it is, if you're Antonio Brown, you have to think about the fact that uh, you're 30 already. You may be done soon because, like, 32 is starting to get up there for a receiver. So if you put on the exempt list for an entire year, next year you're already 31. Who's going to sign you? Because he's in a one-year deal with the Patriots. Obviously, the Patriots aren't going to re-sign him, not knowing if he's going to be able to play again. Um, who's going to sign you? Who's going to take that chance? Uh, obviously, teams like uh, uh, Cleveland don't need that dynamic in their locker room. There are teams that he could help out, certainly. But will he be a help or a hindrance? He's sort of got to figure out what he wants to be and how important football is playing to him because he may not be on a team if he can't convince them that football is not important. So let's stay with the NFL, though. Uh, The Chiefs steamroll the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, People that were saying all offseason that uh, once uh, once people get in uh, a year's worth of film on Patrick Mahomes, he's going to take a step back. That appears to not be the case. Uh, because Jacksonville has one of the best defensive lines and one of the best secondaries in the National Football League, and the Chiefs went through them like nobody's business for three hours on uh, Sunday. Put up over 400 yards, put up 40 points, um, and Patrick Mahomes had a wonderful day, as you would expect him to do, uh, the reigning MVP looking like he's going to grab another MVP, uh, which I th- predicted on this show that he would not do because it's very hard to get back-to-back MVPs. But it looks like he's on that track, man. Because uh, that, that Jacksonville defense is no joke, and the Chiefs had no issues going through them on Sunday. So uh, they shouldn't have any problems this Sunday taking on the Raiders either. Uh, the Raiders' defense is not great, and uh, the Chiefs' offense is. And so even though it's in Oakland, I don't think that'll be an issue. Even though they don't play, haven't played very well in Oakland in the past, including last season, uh, they scraped by with a win there in uh, in Oakland. I think they'll they'll steamroll the uh, the Oakland Raiders this week. Um They'll they'll uh, cruise to two and zero. Uh, Tyree kills out. That's some big news. Uh, he had he suffered an injury. Uh, apparently, they thought it was pretty serious at first. He went to like an emergency room in Jacksonville to get treatment. He's only going to be out like four to six weeks. So we'll see uh, how the offense recovers from that little bit of a stumbling block. Um, but it looks, you know, this is why they drafted McCole Hardman. Uh, they drafted McCole Hardman because they didn't know if they were going to have Tyreek Hill this year or not. So they need that speed guy to come out and uh, and play well. It looks like he's, they're going to have to rec- rec- rely, easy for me to say, on McCole Hardman 
a little bit earlier than they wanted to, but it shouldn't be uh, an issue. He should be able to take that over that role fairly easily, and then they'll be fine in that aspect. Um, and then, you know, you got receivers like uh, Demarcus Robinson and, uh, and Sammy Watkins, who had a wonderful day on Sunday, maybe the best of his career. Um, and so if he can continue to play like that, you're not going to miss um, – you're not going to miss Tyreek at all. But he's got to continue to play well. And uh, and, and and obviously you can get, if you can get McCole Hardman to step up uh, and, and Sammy Watkins to play that well, yeah, and DeMarcus Robinson to come through for you, uh, you're not going to miss a beat offensively. And so uh, we'll see how that works out for the Chiefs. Uh, but their offense is cruising right along. As expected, the whole thing like I'm I'm a little bit of an arrogant Chiefs fan just because I had to hear it all year last year about once they get to uh, once they get a year's worth of film and one look you got the reigning MVP your offense is cruising you're fine he's that good we knew he was that good and he's proving it right now uh, their defense still struggling but uh, they should be uh, fine. Uh, if their def- you know, once their secondary improves, because they got a rather young secondary, you know, and once it improves, um, I think it'll improve as the year goes along. I hope it'll improve as the year goes along because they gave up a lot of yards. That could be because um, Jacksonville, you know, Nick Foles got hurt, and when Nick, when your starting quarterback gets hurt, and you game plan for one quarterback, and that. A backup has a little bit of a different uh, skill set than the starter. It can throw you off, and it threw the Chiefs off Sunday. So we'll see how they do against Derek Carr, uh, who you know uh, will probably play the. I'm assuming he'll play the whole game unless he gets hurt too. But uh, Derek, we'll see how they do against Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense on Sunday. Uh, NCAA football local squads. Uh, KU looked dreadful, but I still hold out hope for this Friday night against Boston College. Uh, excuse me, if you hear my dog in the back, it's my. If you hear my dog barking, that's my dog in the background. He is not happy with a, a neighbor walking across the street. So, but KU looked uh, awful. Uh, that's okay though. I hold out hope. For Boston College, um, look, Puka Williams has been gone seven months. He didn't play well. Uh, play calling was not great. Uh, Wes Miles had a, some questionable decisions. And Carter Stanley does what Carter Stanley does and, you know, sort of, you know, tried to do a little bit too much and made a couple horrendous decisions. Here's the thing, though, about that. People were all happy and excited after he won the game on, on uh, against uh, Indiana State. And then he goes and makes a couple of, like I said, really bad decisions that a senior should not make and throws two interceptions that a senior should not throw and people are clamoring for Thomas McVitie. No. Uh, t- uh, Carter Stanley has earned this job. Left Miles and his staff believe that Carter Stanley is their guy. And because of that, 
uh, they're going to stick with him. And I think they should until, until he gives them reason uh, not to. But what he cannot do is continue to do too much. He, you know, and try to make plays that he just shouldn't, should not make. Make safe throws. But this is what Carter Stanley is, and we know that to be the case. Uh, this is what this team is. My brother was freaking out on Saturday and saying I was hoping it was going to be different. Look, if you looked at anything uh, beyond KU's first two games and you thought they were going to be a win, you were lying to yourself anyway. So uh, this season was not going to be good. Uh, we knew that, and, you know, hopefully they can get it turned around. I'm going to remain optimistic because that's my job as a fan. I'm lying. Uh, I am I am wasting my own time to sit there and go, okay, well, you know, we're two games into the season. Season's over with. I'm not going to do that, uh, and I'm not going to do that with this team. I'm going to watch Friday night, and I'm going to see how they do against B.C., Hopefully they don't get smoked. I'll be thrilled if they can keep it close. Um, and, and hopefully they do. Uh, K-State, what can I say, man? They got they got a solid football team in Manhattan uh, for Coach Kleiman. They steamrolled uh, Bowling Green like it was, we thought they'd do. And they're going to have a tough time. Well, not have a tough time necessarily, but they're going to have an interesting challenge this Saturday in Starkville, Mississippi at 11 a.m. against Mississippi State uh, because Mississippi State has one of the best run-stopping defenses in the country, and right now that's what uh, K-State does well. They really run the ball well. They run it right down your throat, uh, and that's what they've done the first two weeks. And so if that's their game plan against Mississippi State, we're going to see how good this team is because if they can go into Starkville and steamroll a, a decent, uh, a decent to, to good, uh, probably seven eight win, uh, Mississippi State team, then you've got a really like a th- probably third best team in the Big Twelve on our hands in K State. Uh, if they if they go into Starkville and what happens last year happens this year, um, and that being that they they sort of get punked. Uh, and lose 30, 31 to 10, I think, was the score last year. I mean, they just get outplayed for four quarters. Then, you know, who knows what they're going to be. They're probably going to be what they thought we, what we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year, which is seven-ish wins. But, uh, yeah, they're a good team. They are. Uh, Missouri, um just obliterated a really bad uh, West Virginia squad. You know, that's a game that I look at on KU's schedule and think, okay, if they're going to get a Big 12 win, it's probably that one. Uh, just because West Virginia is so bad. So we didn't really find anything much out about the uh, the Tigers because of how bad uh, their opponent was on uh, Saturday, a uh, couple interesting things. I really enjoyed the uh, the uh, Miami North Carolina game. Thought that one was a good one. Uh, Willie Taggart's seat uh, continues to uh, to get hot. They barely they barely beat a uh, they barely beat a a, 
I shouldn't say bad Louisiana Monroe team. I don't know a bunch about Louisiana Monroe, but uh, it's they're not. You know, they're certainly not ACC material, and it took a, a missed PAT for them to win that game. So, uh, yeah, they're going to struggle. Uh, it looks like in Tallahassee. So how uh, how good? Uh, how long does uh, Willie Taggart keep his job? Other interesting note is that for the first time in I think ever, um, UCLA lost to uh, to San Diego State. Okay, so you got a team in uh, UCLA that is three and eleven, I believe, with Chip, Chip Kelly as their head coach at this point, and they've got to go. Uh, not they got to go, but I believe they they either go to Norman or the games in Pasadena. It doesn't matter. They're gonna lose to. They're gonna lose to OU bad on Saturday and fall to zero and three. So you know how long does Chip Kelly keep his job? That'll be an interesting thing that we'll have to pay attention to as the season uh, progresses. Um, because the interesting thing to me about Chip Kelly is that. Uh, it seems like, you know, college football sort of passed him by. When he first came on the scene at, at Oregon, you know, he was the only one doing the quick offenses, and he was um, he, he was the only school that had a million uniforms. Now Kansas has a million uniforms, and Kansas is playing up-tempo. You know, and, and even, you know, down at the D2, and D2 D3, Juco, and, and high school levels, you know, kids have the fancy uniforms and the the up tempo offense. So, you know, has has that whole appeal sort of passed Chip by? It looks like it has, and I'm not sure he knows or they know how to deal with it. Uh, it didn't work for him in the NFL. It doesn't look like it's going to work for him at at UCLA. And so, where does he go at this point? Uh, Assuming he doesn't last the season, which it looks like he may not. Uh, final topic. I did want to talk about this today. Um, I want to talk about uh, Team USA. Look, they got beat yesterday by France pretty badly, and then this morning they were down uh, thirty-two to seven and a half. Serbia. I'm not freaking out about it because they don't have their best teams. Uh, they we don't have excuse me we don't have our best players we don't have LeBron James we don't have Kevin Durant we don't have uh, Kyrie Irving and so we're really kind of rolling in with our JV squad and so if um, if uh, you know Ru- you know Rudy Gobert goes off on as he's a French he's their center on the on the French team. And he's an NBA center, like he's defensive player of the year uh, material. And so when you uh, consider that, and he has a big game, well, it's not really surprising he should. Uh, And France should be competitive. And so I'm not freaking out about it at all. Uh, Look, they're going to play for no worse than seventh. I know that, or no better than seventh because they lost to Serbia today. I know that's not good, but, eh. It is what it is. I'm not freaking out about it too much. We're still the dominant power in basketball. And um, 
And so, you know, we are going to uh, to be fine come the Olympic time because we're going to get, presumably, we're going to get the, the players back that we need to really dominate everybody. Um, that's all I got for you guys today. It's a bit of a shortened episode. Uh, without without our boy, um, it's a little more difficult, and it's just not. Frankly, I don't think it's as entertaining. Uh, not to do, but for you guys to listen to. So those are sort of all the hot topics I got for you this week. Uh, we'll see you next week with new daddy uh, and good buddy Cameron Schneider. And Cam, we are praying for you, bud. Uh, and we're praying for uh, safe delivery of uh, baby Schneider and for Mama Schneider as well. Chris, we're praying, praying for you. And uh, we love you guys. And uh, we'll see you next week.